In the last episode, we learned the truth about Lilith. We talked about how she's historically and religiously not seen as a powerful feminist figure, but actually has significations of baby eating and being a screech owl in the night. She's our blind spot and something that we find power through once we understand what has power over us. So she's not innately our power. She is not our power source itself. It's only once we work with her or overcome her that we gain power through Lilith. If you need a refresher on Lilith or you haven't listened to that episode, then I suggest you go back and listen to it before diving into this one, mostly because I think understanding the background I'm using to inform my teachings of the Lunar Lilith placement will be really important just to kind of help you understand the lens that I'm viewing her from. That's why it's important. And having that solid foundation of what the lunar Lilith signifies will really help to see how it can express in the houses, the zodiac signs, or if it's conjunct a planet. Today, we're going to be focusing on the lunar Lilith in the houses. And I definitely want you babes to listen for your natal lunar Lilith placement because it'll be really important for any kind of shadow work or psyche development. But I also think listening to all of the houses will help you understand what the lunar Lilith is like when it's transiting through your natal chart in real time. At the end of this episode, I'm going to take a look at where the lunar Lilith is currently, and then we'll do a little interpretation, kind of like as an example or, you know, what I've experienced with lunar Lilith so far. You might see some parallels between these placements and Chiron. I will say that while they're similar, Chiron has a friendlier feeling about it. You know, Chiron's a teacher, the wounded healer, the wounded teacher healer. (laughs) Chiron isn't outright malicious or something that's trying to be a destructive force, whereas our Lilith placement has that spin to it. It's our blind spot that we willfully ignore. It's the destructive patterns that we don't allow ourselves to escape. While Chiron may be detrimental in some ways, it's not trying to trap you and keep you in that cycle like Lilith is. When I'm describing the lunar Lilith in each house, keep in mind that houses tell us the area of our lives that these influences are going to play out in or have an impact towards. And if you want an in-depth look at any of the houses before you begin this Lilith journey with me, then go check out those episodes from the house series, because today I'm not going to be talking about the house itself in depth, but just focusing on what the lunar Lilith is like in the house. I want you all to remember that as I'm describing these placements, that we all have unique experiences in life. The archetype of Lilith will be experienced differently by everyone. Some people may not even notice her, and others will struggle with her deeply. If your lunar Lilith is not conjunct any planets in your natal chart, then she might only be active when there's transiting planets passing over her. It's really up to you to get to know your lunar Lilith and what she desires from you and how she behaves in your chart. I'm just here to give you a roadmap and a little wisdom along the way to help. So how we're going to do this is I'm going to give the rundown of how Lilith will manifest in each house, and then I'm going to say what the native needs to develop and work on in order to combat Lilith in that house. Because remember, as a baby eater, she feeds on things in their infancy. 
So we're going to pinpoint what that is for each house and then talk about how we can nurture that aspect in our life. So let's get started. Lilith in the first house. This is the house of self and it's the helm. Lilith seated at the helm means we have a blind spot when it comes to who we are. The native may never feel comfortable in their own skin. It might be hard to feel secure in who they are, which can lead to them being who they think people want them to be instead of actually finding out who they truly are. Or worse, it can lead to manipulative behavior where the native shapeshifts to kind of move through life and they don't ever settle on a persona. They don't ever settle on who they actually are. They never reveal who they truly are to others and especially not to themselves. There is almost no relationship with the self. There may even be a fear of the self and self-exploration. Should anyone see who the native really is, they will surely be abandoned. That is like a thought in their head. If I show anyone who I really am, then no one's going to like me and they will abandon me. Since the first house has to do with the physical body, the native may also dislike their physical appearance and could possibly go to extreme measures in order to change, mask, or hide the parts of them that they deem as unacceptable. The native sense of self is an infancy. There's a clear disconnect with the spirit and the body. If these two things never connect, then the native will always feel like a stranger in their own physical form. To work with Lilith in this house, we need to get to know ourselves and not just get to know ourselves, but accept and love ourselves. I'm sure anyone with this placement is going to have an origin story or a root as to how and why they got to the point of such a great disconnect with the self. A lot of the times it can be a self-preservation type thing. If they have a lot of trauma when they were younger, they may literally have disassociated from the self as a form of uh, like a defense mechanism. So I'd start there. Start with trying to understand how the disconnect originated. And once you find that, it's about slowly building a bridge back to yourself or to the person you now want to be. Lilith in the second house. This is the house of the material, and it's also the gate of Hades. I feel like Lilith would love to be here. Immediately, I think of a mean girls type shopping spree. Having Lilith in this house of the material world could make the native obsessed with status, labels, and just keeping up appearances. We could see someone who cares more about money and acquiring wealth than anything. Money would be an emotional currency, and it could take the place of actual emotion, causing the native to become emotionally stunted. If the native isn't consumed by ideas of wealth, then they may have fears of never being secure. And sometimes those two ping off of each other. There might be bouts of, you know, I have a lot of money, but then they go into savings mode. They bounce back and forth between two extremes. Insecurities around feeling stable and having enough in life are really, really likely with this placement. The native sense of worldly security is in its infancy, whether it's thinking they need the material world to show how well they're doing or they secretly worry that everything's going to crumble beneath them. They have no sense of when enough is enough. The word scarcity comes to mind. They live in a scarcity mindset, which can lead to hoarding 
or just being greedy in general, the best advice I have for working with this lunar Lilith is generosity. It's about working with the idea that you get what you give, literally. Giving your resources out to others while expecting nothing in return would be a good place to start. And when I say resources, that can be time, money, food, effort, expertise, anything that is a valuable resource to you. So just really go back to basics with this one. Sharing is caring. Knowing that you can give your time, you can give your effort, you can give, even if you have money, you can give money, you can give food, anything. Anything that you deem a valuable resource, you can share it and the world isn't going to crumble. Nothing's going to fall out beneath you. It will be okay. Showing yourself that it'll be okay and getting out of that scarcity mindset is going to be the first step to working with this Lilith. Lilith in the third house. This is the house of communication and familiarity, and it's also the place of the goddess. So lunar Lilith in this house is going to feel like Groundhog's Day. Lilith always sort of has this element of a cycle or a pattern that needs to be broken. But in the third house, I feel like that's just taken to the max. It's the house of ritual. So that bad habit, that toxic cycle, that merry-go-round to hell (laughs) is going to feel unshakable. It's honestly going to be like clockwork. Everything might be going along fine and then bam, your time is up. Time to self-destruct again. This is also the house of dreams and communication, so Lilith will definitely be showing up there as well. The native will likely not be able to convey what's going on with them or why they do the things they do. I think this lunar Lilith has a bit of an extra agenda here as well because it's the moon's joy. The moon has her joy in this house. So it just feels like she really comes in here and tries to deliberately mess with the flow, the harmony, and consistency that the moon typically has with her predictable phases. So ultimately, Lilith is feasting on the natives' inability to communicate and their fragile routines. I say fragile, but what I really mean is easily swayed or deviated from. There's a sense that Lilith could pull you out of your routine whenever she pleases, and she'll do it at the most inconvenient time for you. Likely when everything's going great, you know, you're moving along, you have a consistent routine, you're doing everything healthy and you're communicating well and just everything's great. And then she just decides, you know what? Don't care. I'm going to keep you in your self-destructive cycle and it's time to self-destruct in three, two, one, boom. She keeps the natives stuck by them not being able to talk about or mentally process or understand what's going on and why they do these things which means the native needs to work on understanding their own psyche and their mental processes. This is where my native Lunar Lilith is, and I can tell you from experience, things got a lot better when I started using my words, no matter how hard it was, and really like trying to communicate, really trying to explain what was going on in my mind. Awareness is a big thing for all of the Lilith placements, but especially in the third house, because it is a house of our mental processes. It is a house where we communicate and we are using that level of thinking. It's really about that. So being aware of the cycle, being aware of the ritual that is the Lilith self-destruct is going to be very important here. I also recommend dream journaling and dream work for anyone with this placement, as sometimes our unconscious world 
can be a lot better at explaining things than we can. So if you're able to work with your dreams in any capacity or if you're a heavy dreamer like I am, then I think it's really going to help you understand what your subconscious is trying to bring to the forefront and what Lilith is kind of kicking up around there. So definitely for this house, do some dream work, but also just be really aware of uh, your routines and try to communicate. Try not to make the self-destructive habit the ritual. Lilith in the fourth house. This is the house of foundations and stability, and it's called the subterranean. The fourth house is always about family, right? And it's no different for Lunar Lilith, as the family dynamic will likely be an easy place for her to hide. To me, this says complicated family. It's not outright painful like Chiron is, because it's sneakier than that. Lilith is our blind spot. You might not realize the impact or hold that your family has had on you if you have this placement. The native might feel afraid to leave their family and that they need their family to have any sense of real stability. There's a sense of stunted growth with Lilith in this house. So let's think of the native as a houseplant. The native's family either overwatered them and just overtended to them and then ended up actually stunting their growth, or they weren't given rich enough soil and foundations to grow in the first place. Those are always the two things we see in the fourth house. You either had an overbearing family that stunted you, or you had foundations and family that didn't support you and didn't allow you to grow. Since this is the subterranean, I'm going to say the natives' ideas of stability are in infancy. They never really got a sense for what it's like to be stable, or they've been coddled for so long that when they take even a step away from the comfort of the nest, they feel as if everything is falling apart. The best thing people with this placement can do is just create a life of your own, even if it's something really small, just a small piece of life that you earned, you created, and is wholly sustained by you. When Lilith is in this house natally or even transiting this house, it's honestly just about growing up. And I don't mean grow up in like be more mature. I mean, grow up as in create steps for yourself, create literal steps and foundations for yourself so you can grow up, so you can move forward, upward mobility. It's the subterranean, it's the bottom, it's the very basic bottom part of the chart. This is a place where you should be brick by brick, be building a ladder, a wall, anything that you can climb up and move forward in your life. Lilith in the fifth house. This is the house of pleasure and creativity, and it's the place of good fortune. People with their lunar Lilith in this house are going to feel insecure around the idea of their creativity and what they bring to the table. It's funny because the idea of putting their art or creative side out in the open is absolutely terrifying to them, but it's exactly what the native needs to do in order to find their power. Lilith is just a shadow. She's a mirror. She reflects those innate fears back at us, So it's not like these people will actually be bad at art or have nothing of value to add to a conversation, but that is how they feel most of the time. This is also the house that primarily has to do with children, so there may be hesitancy or struggles when it comes to having kids. Maybe the native thinks they won't be a good parent, or they are a parent and they have constant fears of losing their child or their child resenting them even, like not having a good relationship with their child as they develop. 
Lilith does a lot of fear-mongering in this house, which is no surprise because this is where Venus has her joy. And Lilith seems like she would high-key be very jealous of the way Venus tends to bring people together and the harmony she brings to the world. So Lilith is definitely going to try and rain on that parade however she can. The native sense of creative value is an infancy here. This can be anything from creating art and problem solving to literally creating another human. Lilith High Key does not want the native to believe that they can add love and beauty into the world because those are definitely things Lilith would not like. The only way to escape Lilith in this house is to create, make art, even if it's shitty art, write for the sake of writing, make those like those turkeys that you make out of your hand like we all did in elementary school and call it art. I don't care what you do, but don't stop creating. Don't stop thinking. Don't stop being passionate. Don't stop having fun. Another part of the fifth house is hobbies and activities, things you do for pleasure. Don't stop having fun. Do your hobbies, even if you're bad at them. There's that one audio that goes around on TikTok and Reels where it's like, contrary to popular belief, you don't have to be good at your hobbies. And it's true. You don't. I don't care what you do. I know it's going to be scary. And I know you're going to have doubts. But I have a secret for you. We all have doubts. Lilith is just whispering yours a little louder. So you need to turn down her volume. And you need to just keep working at your passions, working at the things you love to do, and know that you don't have to be the best at them. Just do it for you. Lilith in the sixth house. This is the house of service and physical health, and it's the place of bad fortune. We'll see two main areas of life that the lunar Lilith will grasp at here, and that's the native sense of uh, being a helpful person who contributes value in a work setting, and then the native's physical body. The way the native relates to their body in the first house will be different than this one. This physical body is mainly geared towards physical health. A lunar Lilith in this house could manifest as a hypochondriac, whereas the first house would be more like eating disorders. The native will not have a good relationship with their health, and now that doesn't mean they aren't healthy. They could actually become hyperfixated on the topic of their health and go completely overboard with it. Really, there's an imbalance, whether they're healthy or not. Either way, the scales are tipped in some fashion. In the workplace setting, which is the other half of this house, we'll see someone who might have bad boundaries with their work life. Maybe they take on too much or they don't have the ability to say no. They want to feel like they're helpful and adding value, which can make them overextend themselves. And then they still don't end up feeling like they did anything right or were helpful anyway. So it's this burnout situation where they keep volunteering to help, thinking it will make them feel better and it doesn't. So they just keep going. That's the cyclical nature of Lilith. The native sense of worth is what's in infancy. Since Mars has its joy in this house, it's a house of doing. And having Lunar Lilith here might make the native feel like they just can't do anything right or get into the right habits. Forming a healthy routine might be really hard for them, which can become discouraging. So these natives need to find what works for them. Don't be so concerned with what everyone else is doing or how everyone else is doing it. Focus on yourself and build up your strengths. Take care of your body and tend to your physical ailments before they become a prolonged problem. 
build your strengths literally. Work with your body. Understand your body. You don't have to be a bodybuilder. You don't have to be, you know, the most in shape person, but you do have to be able to listen to your body. I feel like the lunar Lilith here kind of cuts off the mind body connection. She like shuts it off and she's like, we're not going to listen to our body. We're not going to pay attention to it. Or again, you're going to hyper fixate on it and it's going to be a point of contention where it kind of drives you insane. Get to know yourself physically. Mars wants you to know yourself physically, but then also boundaries. Mars needs you to assert your boundaries in a workplace setting. What are you willing to do? How far can you push yourself and still feel good about it, truly good about it? So those are the two things you need to work on if you have Lilith in the sixth house or transiting the sixth house. Lilith in the seventh house. This is the house of partnerships and the other, and it's called the setting place. I feel like Lilith has a grand old time in this house. It's the first house where she's not focusing so much on the individual, but starting to extend her reach out towards the other. Natives with this placement will experience issues with the other in all senses. I've seen people with this placement who are terrified to be in romantic relationships and avoid them altogether. And I've seen people with this placement who crave relationships so badly that they obsess endlessly to the point of destroying other connections and friendships in their life. Basically, no matter which way this goes, Lilith creates an imbalance when it comes to the other. Lilith is feasting on the natives' desires and fears surrounding romantic relationships and close partnerships. So their sense of intimacy is in infancy. Relating to people in a healthy way that allows for healthy attachments is ultimately the goal here. Not repeating old patterns and habits is obviously hard in any context, but I feel like it's especially hard when it comes to relationships. It requires us to be vulnerable and allow for potential heartbreak to happen. And we have to do that willingly while still maintaining a sense of self. It's surrendering to the other, but knowing they're surrendering as well. I think working on trust in both yourself and in the other is a great place to start with this Lilith. Lilith in the eighth house. This is the house of transformations and assets, and it's called the idle place. Out of all the Lilith placements, I think this one might be the slyest of them all. It reminds me a bit of the fourth house in that it has to do with relying on other people. The eighth house is all about other people's money, assets, and I even like to extend that to other people's resources in general, including emotional resources. But just looking at it plainly, I could easily see someone with a lunar Lilith here that becomes a gold digger, someone who wants to marry rich and be taken care of. And I'm not knocking that lifestyle. Do not get me wrong. You do you. There is nothing wrong with wanting security in life. But the desire to have someone take care of you in that way for these people is likely born out of an insecurity and it's part of a shadow and not just because you want to live in the lap of luxury. The other way this placement can play out is that you feel bound to others, meaning your family or your spouse, and you feel bound to them because of what they provide for you or have provided for you in the past. There's a sense of obligation towards those people that keeps you from venturing out on your own and just creating your own life. 
Since this is the idle place, it only makes sense that the native sense of autonomy is what's in infancy. They've become idle in their pursuit of life, and whether it be because they feel they need someone to care for them or they're bound by obligation to them, they need to find a sense of direction. Staying in their comfort zone will only serve in keeping Lilith comfortable as well. I know my modern astrology babes like to give the eighth house the signification of transformations, and this is absolutely a time when that rings true. A native with this placement needs to transform their way of relating to the physical world and the role they play within it. They can either stay under the influence and power of another person, or they can attempt to step into their own power. And the price of doing that is absolutely worth it. It's just going to take some courage. You really have to dig within yourself and find your autonomy and understand, you know what? I can create a life and I deserve to create a life. I deserve to step out on my own, especially the people who feel bound or obligated to someone else. Those are the people that really need to think, yes, this person has done a lot for me or these people have done a lot for me, but I also deserve to do something for myself. Lilith in the ninth house. This is the house of mental expansion and travel, and it's called the place of God. Lilith is going to be running amok in the native's higher mental plane. They could end up with strict thoughts about religion and philosophy to the point of being overly dogmatic. I know someone with this natal placement, and it often manifests as arrogance when it comes to anything that doesn't suit their worldview. They tend towards being a know-it-all or rely too heavily on intellect to solve everything. There's always an explanation, even when they're so clearly not. So for that person in particular, they tend to overly rely on their mental faculties and have a really strict worldview. For other people, though, this Lilith could manifest as being really susceptible to cult-like people and organizations. I see struggles with what to believe when it comes to religion and philosophy, as well as struggling with morals and ethics in general. It could also just be like an existential crisis if you're someone with this placement and you're just prone to pondering the world a lot and not really understanding it. Anything that has to do with philosophy, higher thinking, even politics, religion, all of that. You have either very, very strict views or you have no idea what you think. The native's worldview is an infancy with this placement. Even if they know a lot and they're well-educated and well-traveled, that doesn't mean they've allowed their mental world to expand. This placement can often feel stuck in their ways and there's really no convincing them of anything that lies outside of their rational thought. The person that I mentioned that has this placement is actually my husband. So how he works with it is by just listening. He doesn't believe in astrology. He doesn't believe in a religion. He believes in damn near nothing. But he will listen and he will have open discussions. And I think that's how he combats his Lilith, whether he realizes it or not. Now, on the other hand, people who are desperately trying to find their place in this world and so desperately want to find their beliefs fall into the category of being susceptible to cult-like figures or just falling into things that don't really suit them or things they don't believe because, you know, they want to fit in, they want to have a belief. And these people also need to listen and be open, but also have 
some more discernment about who they follow and what they listen to. So for this Lilith, the the two uh, the two ends are so opposite. You have one end that's like really dogmatic and then you have one end that's like I don't know anything, like please help. So the only prescription I can really describe without seeing someone's whole chart and knowing the whole story is just be open and listen, but also use your discernment. Follow what feels right to you. Lilith in the 10th house. This is the house of public life, career, or destiny, and it's called the Midheaven. Since this is the most visible house in the chart, I feel like this one is also the most straightforward. Lilith wants to be seen, which means the native wants to be seen. Natives with this placement will feel like they deserve recognition and accolades, even if they didn't do all that much to deserve them. And me even saying that is going to piss off anyone with this placement because their Lilith is constantly telling them that they deserve recognition and maybe even fame. Lilith creates a conflated sense of self-importance in these natives. When they feel like they don't get the recognition they deserve, that's when they may act out or even become depressed. This all sounds really pompous and like self-important, but it, it really just stems from a deep wound of wanting to be seen and thought worthy of praise, which really isn't all that arrogant or pompous at all because we all have that instinct and drive. Lilith just ramps it up for these people and kind of creates a wound around it. The natives' idea around their public image or life purpose is an infancy. And I know that sounds like a really big thing to be an infancy, you know, like your life purpose is an infancy. And it is, it is a really big thing. These people struggle with figuring out who they are and what they want to be in this world and how they want to be seen. There's a sense that they'll only be happy if they're noticed or have some sort of public following. But they also might be really scared to put themselves out there because this is something they tie directly to their self-worth. So if things don't work out, then they feel dejected. So if they put themselves out there, they feel dejected. If they don't put themselves out there, they feel dejected. The key for people with this placement is, yes, put yourself out there, but without expectation. Expectations are what really ruin things for this placement. If the native can just live their life with the feeling that they're aiming to just live a good life, a happy life, with no other parameters involved, if they just follow their heart and do what they love without the added pressure, I think they'll find themselves in a much better spot than they think possible. Lilith in the 11th house. This is the house of friends and community, and it's called the place of good spirit. Having Lunar Lilith transit through or be natally placed in this house would be the absolute pits. <laughs> Having Lilith here feels like such a downer. This is the house of good spirit. This is the place where goodness and joy and cheer is supposed to emanate from. But when Lilith is here, it can feel like a real downer. She definitely sows seeds of doubt when it comes to the native being accepted by their peers. It can make the person feel lonely, isolated, and like no one understands them or even wants to understand them. Friends might be a hard topic for them because it's hard for these people to connect, or at least they feel that way. And these people literally might be the coolest, the most lovable person ever, but they just have this roadblock when it comes to thinking that other people will see that about them. The native sense of belonging is an in infancy. This one reminds me of the archetype, the everyman. 
And if you listen to my shadow work series, you might remember the everyman as the part of us that wants to fit in, the part of us that wants to create connections and community. So if Lilith is mixing up trouble with the everyman archetype, then we have someone who can feel really defeated about friendship. And they might develop this hard outer shell where they sort of keep people at a distance. If they make it seem like they're the one that doesn't care, that they're the one that doesn't, you know, want to make connections, then it doesn't matter if things work out or if people like them or not. But really, as humans, we're social creatures, and even the most introverted person likes to be liked. For this, Lilith, I would say you truly only need a few good friends in life. So if you have one or two people who you can call a true friend, then I think you're good. But as far as networking and feeling like you're able to be part of a group, that's going to take time. It's more about working on those feelings of self-worth from within. You have to ask yourself, why, why don't you feel you can fit in? And sort of follow that thread that'll lead you to the real root cause of why you feel that way. Lilith in the 12th house. This is the house of the subconscious and it's called the place of bad spirit. The 12th house is already sort of like our blind spot. So when Lilith is placed here, we have a blind spot and a blind spot. It's a depth within a depth. This placement is tricky because since Lilith is basically part of our subconscious, she's already hiding. Then we put her in the place of subconscious activity and she hides even further. These people might have a really hard time getting to know themselves on a deep level or understanding why they do the things they do. Seeing their behavioral patterns might be hard because in a way they're stuck. This house does have significations of solitude and imprisonment, so it can feel like they're stuck in their own mind. They live in their head a lot and it's not usually in the good, romanticized, like artsy, creative way, they likely have an inner dialogue that puts them down or restricts them in some way. There's a lot of mental self-deprecation that goes on here, and no one would even know because this is the house of mental suffering. So the native is likely to keep it to themselves a lot of the time. Lilith is feasting on the native's psyche. So their bond with their inner world is what's in infancy. Just because someone lives in their head or spends a lot of time in the unconscious doesn't mean it's in a healthy way or a mature way. Actually, Carl Jung warned that we shouldn't spend too much time in the unconscious realm because it's not exactly a safe space. Our psyches can be fragile and this placement will definitely experience that feeling. These people need to strike a balance between the two worlds And when they're dabbling in the prison of their own mind, they need to try and spruce the place up a little bit. Stop with the negative self-talk. Try to validate and redirect emotions and ways of thinking. I really like the validate and redirect approach for this placement. And what I mean by that is the next time one of you babes with this natal placement or one of you babes who is experiencing a lunar Lilith transit in the 12th house has an intrusive negative thought, I want you to honor it. I want you to see it, honor it, acknowledge it, and then redirect it. Say, I can see why we're feeling this way or why we're thinking this right now, but is this founded in anything real? Does this have standing in the conscious realm or is it something that only has ties in my unconscious? Now that we've gone through all the houses, let's look at where the lunar Lilith is in real time. 
This episode came out on April 11th, and right now Lilith is in Gemini, and she's been there for the past nine months. The timing of this episode couldn't have been better because Lilith is about to ingress into Cancer, where she'll stay for another nine months. So on April 14th, Lilith leaves Gemini and moves into Cancer, where she'll be until January 8th of 2023. So for the remainder of this year, we're going to be dealing with Lilith in Cancer. To understand what that means for you, look to the houses that Gemini and Cancer rule over in your natal chart. For me, that's the 9th and the 10th. Lilith transiting my 9th house has felt like just a whole ass existential crisis. I cannot wait for her to leave, honestly. I have questioned everything I've pretty much ever believed, from my personal philosophy to is there any sort of higher power in the world? I questioned my belief and faith in astrology and if I should even be doing this podcast. I ruminated over existence and I just wrestled with what does any of this mean and what is all of this for? And now that Lilith is leaving my ninth house, I can take a retrospective look and realize that I'm kind of grateful for her kicking up some dust in that area of my life. Now that the transit is ending, I feel like I'm on a better track. I feel like I'm more stable in the direction I'm going as far as my beliefs in philosophy. So whatever house Lilith has been in for the past nine months has been a birthing journey, so to speak. She attacks your unconscious and throws every trick in the book at you, so you'll let her make a nest in your psyche for her to cause trouble. And I'm not gonna lie, some days Lilith won. Some days I went just like full nihilism and I didn't think life had much meaning and we're all just ants doing stupid ant stuff. But now I'm at the end of the transit and I can see that yes, we are stupid little ants, but consciousness is sort of absurdly beautiful and it's something I can't ignore and I know that I need to explore that deeper. So that's a really good place for me to be. Having a new place to start and a new place to go is really, really good for me mentally. So yes, I'm excited to explore the unconscious world more and share it with all of you. But shortly, Lilith will be headed into my 10th house, which I can only imagine will make me question everything I do as a public figure. But knowing what I know about Lilith can help me work with her. Knowing that she's there to kick up shadows can actually point me towards areas of my psyche that need tending to, and I'm all right with that. That's it. That's Lilith through the houses. I hope you babes enjoyed today's episode and that you're getting more comfortable with the idea of Lilith as an unconscious being, as an archetype, while she's not there to help us. If we arm ourselves with knowledge and awareness, we can kind of flip the tables and use her as a great tool for self-actualization. If you want more moon content before the next episode, head on over to my Instagram at moonmatters.astro and hopefully I'll see you there. All right, babes. Later days. Later days.